Good evening, guys. Thank you so much for being here on the drop. Another episode of uh, Kiwi33 here on Twitch and hashtag Book of Killian um, on YouTube and BitChute. Uh, I'm going to apologize ahead of time because the internet is really sucking. Um, I don't know how well things are going to go, but I'm going to run through this and share, share, share. And go from there. <laughs> Guys, I hope you're having an awesome day. And uh, we're going to drop right into this stuff right now. So this first share comes from Corey Good. Um, I'm going to read this through. Um, again, I'm not here for the porn, uh, for the fear porn aspect of things. But I am here from for you know speaking to my fellow man and being prepared. Um, update. I do not want to overly alarm anyone or cause unnecessary anxiety during this time i do feel that i need to bring what i heard recently to all of you to process i have received a few new briefings that were to be honest pretty alarming the information i heard was a declassified was declassified or sorry was classified as a potential was classified as potential and probable beginning this friday it could become obvious that we are headed towards some level of martial law leading up to january 6th through 20th if this turns out to be the alliance over preparing and these things do not occur i will be happy to say i was wrong i was told that i should be pretty that i should gently warn people that they could that they should stock up on food water and other supplies medications etc for up to four weeks i was also told that we should be prepared for either an emp or cyber attack on our power grids and infrastructures in order to various false flags operation cabal and foreign powers that the alliance is concerned about citizens are encouraged to also be prepared for phones and internet to be down for a short period of time again potentially to maintain communications everyone is encouraged to obtain walkie-talkies cb radios emergency radios and frequency scanners ham radios for those licensed it may also be wise to suck up on batteries and obtain small sorry obtain small device solar chargers I do not want to overly alarm anyone, but in the case when it comes to these items, it is better to have them and not need them than have than need them and not have them. I will keep everyone updated as information comes in, and I am hoping that these warnings were just given out of abundance of caution. Thank you, Corey Good. Sorry. Almost had a uh, accident here in uh, studio. Um... So yeah, just that first share off the hop. Um, and Sandra, good to see you. Thanks for being here. Holly, good to see you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so very much for being here, guys. Um, okay, getting to this next one, which is huge. Uh, I believe it was Sandra that sent this one over to me, which was amazing. Um let me get into this right now so it says trump will be reelected." <clears throat> this is actually a q drop uh sent over to me again from sandra uh trump will be re-elected 
Friday is December 18th and the 45th day after the election, when the Director of National Intelligence will declare the election null and void. He just happened to be with Trump at the Army-Navy football game recently. Hmm. It will be based on the executive order Trump made in 2018, stating that if the Director of National Intelligence determines that the foreign interference in the election they can declare election result nullified. Sorry, let me reread that again because I screwed that up. It will be based on the executive order Trump made in 2018 stating that if the director of national intelligence determines there was foreign interference in the election, they can declare the election result nullified. Then governors then vote in January, one vote per state, with one with more Republicans than Democrats voting. And there's a link. So this falls in line with uh, what we had discussed, um, what I mentioned, I believe, in yesterday's show with relation to the act that Trump signed in on November 2nd, the day before the election, the Constitution Act, I think the 1776 Constitution Act. Um, it makes perfect sense because in that act, it's mentioned that um, it, there will be another election. Whoop. Sorry about that. There will be another election within 120 days of that, um, 120 days of that order. So 120 days of that order, we go November, December, January, February. So it brings us to the end of February, which would make it, um, basically the first week of March. Uh, for this new election to take place, which totally makes sense. And again, the 120 days election time period thingamabobber um, falls in line with uh, what's mentioned in Nasara Jasara. All right, so it's some good news. Um, this makes total sense. This uh, this post, and this was from, yeah, December 16th. So this was today, uh, Wednesday. Wow, amazing. Okay. Next thing, um, Michigan, this came in from Robin, Michigan vote fraud witness assassination attempt. This is Joe Biden's America. Guys, take this in. This is insane. Pure discretion advised, I would say. So this lady goes out to the car. First comes out, watches, watch the second car right here. Brr. Tag you. This guy. Crack, crack, crack. Dude. What the? Holy crap. I didn't even watch the rest of this. Wow. That's crazy. Dude. Wow. That is some shit, bro. Yeah, I want to watch that again. Come on. Okay. 
dude, I even watched the rest of it the first time. I was like, oh, the car's gone. Party done. Now there's more. What? Jackie, hey, good to see you. What's going on? Thanks for being here, guys. Truly appreciate it. Guy washes the car, pulls out, scoops, tags you in, jumps out the whip with the Glock in hand, and pow, 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 lets out some shots. Nice guy. This lady inside the house is screaming. Bro. Pretty smart though. Lead them away and then pull right back up and bust in the house same way. Smart guy. Smart, smart, smart. Boom. Inside the house. Let's go. Party done. Bro. It's madness. Madness. Bro. So yeah. That came in from uh, at Doc Holiday D O Q H O L L I D A Y seven hours ago. Some heavy stuff, man. Michigan vote fraud witness assassination attempt. This is Joe Biden's America. That's crazy, dude. All right, on to the next. On to the next. On to the next. Okay, this is this is uh, this is pretty dope. So this just uh, this just hit today um, in the group chat. Thank you so much for the share, guys. Um, I still haven't wrapped my head around this entirely, um, but it's Julian Assange, so that means it's hot. So let's go. Um, ex- <laughs> exclusive Project Veritas, Veritas, I hope I said that correctly, releases audio of Assange warning U.S. government of damaging leak of classified information in case any individuals who haven't been warned that they should be warned. Uh, I'll get right down to the audio. There are reports this week that Julian Assange is in talks with the White House about the possibility of... Mr. Assange, hello, it's Cliff Johnson. Uh, G'day, Cliff. Uh, Thank you for calling back. Um, Certainly. Have have you been briefed? Yeah, so the the situation is that um, we have intelligence that the... Um, State Department database archive of 250,000 diplomatic cables, including um, the classified cables, is um, being um, spread around um, and is is uh, to the degree that um, we believe that within the next few days uh, it will become public. Um, And we're not sure what the timing could be. uh, imminently or um, within the, the next few days to a week and uh, there may be some possibility to stop it. And are these, and who would be releasing these cables? Is this WikiLeaks? No, we would not be releasing them. We are well, this is um, Daniel Dumchite-Berg, um, a previous employee that we suspended um, last August. And so he apparently has had access to 
to the material that WikiLeaks also has? Yes, that's correct. It, and he has he has access to everything that you have. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, and that includes classified as well as the unclassified cables. That's correct. I see. And in terms of what they took, does that mean that they now have the ability themselves, without your uh, control or authorization, to make this as available as they want? Is this now in That's correct. In uh, there, there's no attempted um, reduction program and no attempted harm minimization. Um, in case there are, there are any un, um, uh, any individuals who haven't been warned that they should be warned. So, so, the, so the material, the, there is an encrypted version of the materials on the internet somewhere um, uh, that, that we do not control. Uh, one doesn't actually need to convey the material itself, one only needs to convey the location of the material and its encryption key. There is another possibility, which is the the uh, taking down of those files. Um, that is a, a degree of research and effort that um, we do not have the capacity to do. It, it, it is, there are not so many of them. And you know all the locations of them, you think? We know several, and it's probably not that hard to find the others. Can you provide us with that location information? Um, I can encourage um, other people to do so. Our, our view is that it's more your problem than <laughs> ours, but... Um, Love it. We, had, you know, we have been calling the, the State Department and the PMC so for over a day trying to explain the urgency. Bitch, I've been calling you. I've been calling you, and you ain't called me back until now. And now you're going to try to be like, yo, can you get it back for me? Ain't my problem no more, man. It's yours. And, uh, Tell you about yourself. I have not uh, called back uh, other than this call. Well, I appreciate what you've told us, Mr. Assange. You better, bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hilarious. Okay, next. Okay, big breath on this one. Big breath. This comes in from Murray at Rothbard1776. Breaking. Patrick Byrne, former CEO of Overstock.com, claims that he was complicit in facilitating a bribe for Hillary Clinton in the amount of $18 million on behalf of, <clears throat> behalf of the FBI in January 2016. The bribe which she accepted was then going to be used by members of the Obama administration against Hillary after she was elected. As it was later explained to him, President Obama has his people across the federal bureaucracy at this point, but essentially, oh sorry, but especially at the Department of Justice, Hillary Clinton is going to be present for eight years and nothing is going to change that. But think of there being a Bunsen burner within the, DO, the DOJ. That evidence is about two years, excuse me, 
sorry guys, that evidence about the two bribes you were part of, you were you were a part of gathering is going to be sitting on the Bunsen burner. The hen sitting on the burner is going to be one of Barack Obama's people. If Hillary is a quote good uh oh, sorry. Apologize. Um if Hillary is a, quote, good girl and defends Obamacare, that flame stays low. If she's a bad girl and thinks for herself, that flame is going to get turned up high. That way, Barack Obama is going to manage Hillary Clinton for the eight years she's president. <laughs> and then when she steps down, Michelle, <coughs> aka Big Mike, is going to run. Wow. Holy shit. They're going to have Big Mike in place could you imagine claims it was called operation snow globe <laughs> what a great name dubbed by obama and brennan jay so that once hillary stepped into it they would be able to quote shake her up at any time during her presidency if needed says the durham and Barr. sorry says that durham and Barr were aware of it burns stated that there was additional hillary bribe prior to the one listed above which was in the amount of 20 million involving the county of turkey sorry the county oh my god kill involving the country of turkey and occurred in the fall of 2015 the shocking claim was made in an interview with an event of ann vandersteel she's another man and she's awesome i gotta follow her I'm ne like never on Twitter. That's why all these people I'm like following you because all these drops I get off of you guys sharing links, man, straight up. Like I can't do this without you guys. I'm so thankful for all of you. Thanks, guys. Okay, next. Uh, this was a quick share that um, it was published back in June 2020, um, but it actually was shared in our group, which again, it falls right back to what we were discussing yesterday about who, who controls the media. Um, I think I may have been incorrect about the actual amount, or sorry, the actual um, who controls the media. Uh, misquoted when I said 98%, um, this guy owns 98%. I know that the Rothschilds own a heavy portion of, of the MSM. Um, I don't know to what degree. But this is a, uh, a huge share. Uh, Twitter flooded with calls to arrest George Soros for, quote, treason. Liberal billionaire accused of funding Antifa and Black Lives Matter to push riots. Um, there was something that there was like a, a link or something that came out where you could register to, um, to riot. And apparently this link took you right back to uh, apparently a, a website that was connected to him. So... I don't know, but I mean, it's hard to say what you can believe anymore because it seems as though you can write anything and get published on the internet. So we'll see. Ooh, here's an interview. Let's hear him talk. I consider the Trump administration a danger to the world, but I regard it as a purely temporary phenomenon that will disappear in 2020 or even sooner. I consider... Oh, okay, next. Keep it moving. I wanted to give you guys a quick lesson. Who is Donald Trump? Or who were Donald Trump's grandparents, actually? I'll give you a quick little lesson because, again, the name Christ, okay? And I wanted to introduce 
the name Christ and who this Christ name lineage in this family. Trump from his hometown of New York City. In fact, his family has a long history in the Big Apple, starting with his grandparents. Friedrich and Elizabeth Trump were both born in Karlstadt, Germany, and actually grew up across the street from one another. In the 1880s, Friedrich ventured to North America, making a small fortune during Alaska's gold rush operating restaurants and brothels. After Friedrich returned to Germany and married Elizabeth in 1902, the young couple left for a place where all... So, Elizabeth... Sorry if I hurt yours, I apologize. Uh, Elizabeth Christ. This is her, Elizabeth Christ Trump. Oops. Okay, her, boom. Her is her. Okay, so that's Christ. One we have, okay, next immigrants could find a home, New York City. The city part of that was relatively new. The five boroughs had only formally incorporated four years prior. The Trumps first settled in with Friedrich's sister in Morrisania, a rapidly growing German neighborhood in the Bronx. Today, a nail salon occupies their old address. But even though they lived amongst their countrymen, Elizabeth quickly became homesick. After giving birth to their first child, also named Elizabeth in 1904, the growing family traveled back to Deutschland. But the German government wouldn't allow Friedrich to regain his citizenship, claiming he had only left for America in the first place to avoid the German Empire's mandatory military service. So, back to New York it was. They found their next home again in the Bronx, an apartment building that still stands today. Now home to a liquor store. Elizabeth soon gave birth to their second child and first son, Frederick Christ, although he was known as... Did you hear that? Frederick Christ. There's the second generation that they have. And obviously they passed on the name, but guys. Fred from an early age. A third child, John George, would be born two years later. To provide for his young family, Friedrich set up a barber shop in Lower Manhattan, shaving and trimming men of finance at 60 Wall Street. Now, the headquarters of Deutsche Bank. But Friedrich wouldn't be satisfied with cutting rich men's hair for long. He wanted to be the one in the chair. So, in September 1908, he bought his first property as an investment, a two-story dwelling in the Woodhaven neighborhood of Queens. To supplement his income, he took up a job as manager at the German-owned Medallion Hotel in Midtown Manhattan. The hotel has since been demolished, and the property now exists as... A parking lot. Soon after, the whole Trump family moved to Queens to be closer to Friedrich's real estate interests, settling in a two-story house in Woodhaven. Still a house today. All was good for the Trumps, but like many German immigrants in the U.S., they faced extreme bias after the outbreak of World War I. To appear more American, Friedrich Trump became Frederick Trump. Interestingly, his son Fred Trump would go on to further reject his German ancestry, claiming the family was Swedish in order to appeal to Jewish renters, a claim continued by his son well into the future. Back in 1918, America experienced one of its most dangerous epidemics, the Spanish flu. Influenza killed over 21 million people worldwide that year, including Frederick Trump. Frederick Trump was claimed by the Spanish flu. A hundred years later, here we are. 
Elizabeth went on to manage her deceased husband's budding real estate company, now entitled Elizabeth Trump and Son, the son being Fred, until he was a Christ. Okay, Elizabeth Christ Trump. Now entitled Elizabeth Trump and Son, the son being Fred. Until he was of age, Elizabeth bought and sold property, built homes, and arranged mortgages, all while sewing for her neighbors on the side. Damn. Soon took over the business, and in the course of several decades, built it into the family empire his son Donald would inherit. Alright. So that's uh, a little bit about Trump, just give you guys some background. Next thing I'd like to share, I'm going to bump up the uh, the input volume a little bit. It's the drive it home holiday uh -oh. at your Chrysler Dodge Who's Jeep and Ram dealer. Get 5% off MSRP no, no, no. on Jeep Wrangler for up to $3,250 You don't pay my bills, Jeep. Shh, okay. Um, this came in, it comes in from Craig Sawyer. Uh, thank you so much for this swamp desperate to silence this intel. This is a seven minute share from London Real. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I'm the developer of Linguistic Genomics, which was the first platform on which you could determine the intent of communication rather than the literal artifact of communication. But we've also used that technology for a number of other applications in defense and intelligence and finance. And most notably, in the early 2000s, my company was responsible for bringing down what was at the time one of the largest tax frauds in US history. We maintained a series of inquiries into every individual, every organization, and every company that is involved in anything that either blurs the line of biological and chemical weapons or crosses that line in any of 168 countries. In 1999, there were a million patents digitized by IBM. And those million patents were the first time human innovation had been put into an electronic digital searchable format. We took that information and we did a very simple exercise using our linguistic genomics technology. Where I made the horrific assessment that approximately one third of all patents filed in the United States were functional forgeries. Meaning that while they had linguistic variations, they actually covered the same subject matter. In 1999, patents on coronavirus started showing up. And thus began the rabbit trail. March 2003, panic grips Hong Kong as a deadly new virus sweeps through the city. In 2003, the Center for Disease Control saw the possibility of a gold strike. And that was the coronavirus outbreak that happened in Asia. They saw that a virus they knew could be easily manipulated was something that was very valuable. And in 2003, they sought to patent it. And they made sure that they controlled the proprietary rights to the disease, to the virus, and to its detection, and all of the measurement of it. We know that Anthony Fauci, that Ralph Barrick, that the Center for Disease Control, and the laundry list of people who wanted to take credit for inventing coronavirus, were at the hub of this story. From 2003 to 2018, they controlled 100% of the cash flow that built the empire 
around the industrial complex of coronavirus. The World Health Organization has officially named the, the new novel coronavirus, coronavirus outbreak. The World Health Organization has declared an international public health emergency. Well, we know that the coronavirus manipulation started with Dr. Ralph Barrick in 1999. The major characteristics of SARS, MERS, and SARS coronavirus, too, it's a good way... Ralph Barrick is the researcher at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, who's famous for his chimeric coronavirus research. In 2002, there was a recognition that the coronavirus was seen as an exploitable mechanism for both good and ill. On April the 25th, 2003, the U.S. Center for Disease Control filed a patent on the coronavirus transmitted to humans. Under 35 U.S. Code Section 101, nature is prohibited from being patented. Either SARS coronavirus was manufactured, therefore making a patent on it legal, or it was natural, therefore making a patent on it illegal. If it was manufactured, it was a violation of biological and chemical weapons, treaties, and laws. If it was natural, filing a patent on it was illegal. Then either outcome, both are illegal. In the spring of 2007, the CDC filed a petition with the Patent Office to keep their application confidential and private. They actually filed patents on not only the virus, but they also filed patents on its detection, and a kit to measure it. Because Damn. of that CDC patent, they had the ability to control who was authorized and who was not authorized to make independent inquiries into coronavirus. You cannot look at the virus, you cannot measure it, you cannot develop a test kit for it. And by ultimately receiving the patents that constrained anyone from using it, they had the means, they had the motive, and most of all, they had the monetary gain from turning coronavirus from a pathogen to profit. Developing and owning a coronavirus vaccine has become a biotech arms race with political overtones. This vaccine gold rush is starting to bother me. Gold rush? Hmm. Let's keep that in mind. And so somewhere between 2012 and 2013, something happened. The federal funding for research that was feeding into places like Harvard, Emory, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, that funding suddenly became impaired by something that happened at the NIH, where the NIH got this little tiny moment of clarity and said, I think something we're doing is wrong. And in 2013, the NIH said, gain-of-function research on coronavirus should be suspended. The National Institutes of Health had a moral and social and potentially legal reason to object to research. But the letters that were sent to the researchers essentially said, you are receiving notice that we're telling you to stop. And now on the bottom of the page, we're going to clarify what stop means. Keep going. Y'all see that? Stop means. Oops. Keep going. Hold up, hold up. I should read but that. When the heat. Hold on. 
As your grant is currently funded, this pause is voluntary. Keep going. But when the heat gets hot in 2014 and 15, what do you do? You offshore the research. You Dump fund it. the Wuhan Institute of Virology to do the stuff that sounds like it's getting a little edgy with respect to its morality and legality. But do you do it straightway? No. You run the money through a series of cover organizations to make it look like you're funding a U.S. operation, which then subcontracts with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The U.S. could say China did it. China could say the U.S. did it. And the cool thing is both of them are almost telling the truth. So good. Guys, this... Uh I'm contemplating this one. This is 36 minutes long. Um, I'm not going to be able to rip this one tonight. I'm going to call it quits right here. Um, it's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here and enjoying, uh, sorry, joining the show uh, this evening. Um, so just want to... The strength of a nation's currency whoa. is based on the strength Wait, of that, that nation's happens. economy. And the American economy is by Who's far the me? strongest in the world. Who's that? No, we don't want to listen right now. Um, this this little video is pretty super awesome. It's uh, a little bit about the Illuminati and some a lot about Bush. Uh, but this I will be uh, saving and sharing it in a future episode for sure, for sure. Um, done. Now, just want to let you guys know about a little super special event I'm putting on. Hi. Well, it's not really an event. It's still a show. But uh, so um, one of the major uh, hi guys, good to see you guys. One of the major um, events uh, coming up, or well, actually, yeah, one of the major events coming up on Monday is the uh, is the Grand Conjunction. If you're not aware, um, December twenty first, which is Monday, four days before Christmas, is Grand Conjunction. So Saturn and Jupiter are going to be aligned. Uh, conjunct is one. Um, so please pay attention to that. It'll be occurring, um, after sundown. So like, you know, whenever it gets dark in your neck of the woods, if it's a clear night, you can probably locate it. Um, get a sky, get a, uh, a sky application or, uh, I think I forget what they're, they're called, or I forget the one that I have, what that's called, but get a sky app that way you can watch it all happen and you can even look at it as it's happening leading up to now which was uh pretty awesome to check out um so uh you heard me mention um this lady prior i'm gonna move my big head in a minute hold up so here she is right here actually i'll just go straight to her youtube channel and turn my head off. Hold on. Click. So. Hello, everybody. It's Laura Eisenhower. There's Laura Eisenhower. She has her own video, or her own video. She has her own uh, YouTube channel. Um, she put up an absolutely amazing um, share slash interview the other day with uh, somebody who resides on the five D level um, in terms of channeling and things like that. And as you guys know, like I. I look at everything in terms of the entire spectrum and how it all works. Um, so I've kind of, you know, with the um, little two-part video that we did prior um, with uh, 
Mr. Robert Horton, or Sergeant Robert Horton, um, that gave us the lay of the land on a 3D level. So this next uh, multi-part I'm going to do is going to be featuring Laura Eisenhower and this channeler. Um, now, I'm just going to be providing some additional commentary, of course, over the top as I do. Um, the actual interview itself is about two hours and f two hours and fifteen minutes. Um, probably going to break it up into three uh, three episodes. Um, first one's going to take place tomorrow morning. Um, I'm off tomorrow, so uh, nine a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning on nine a.m. Eastern. Um, I'll go live on Twitch and then uh, upload to YouTube following um, as usual. Um, but if you want to tune in on that. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Uh, with that episode. And we did a couple. Uh, my son was actually helping me. He was over um, earlier today. We had dinner. Um, made a couple updates to uh, my channel. Uh, they're not working just yet, but we'll figure it out. Um, we've got a donate button going. And also uh, we've set up, um, we set up my Discord channel yesterday. Um, so now uh, we'll be able to um, start sharing the Discord within the chat so you'll be able to get to the Discord board directly. From